You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the host of the podcast and I'm joined by the three wise men, John, Greg and Chris. <laughs> oh, Hi, you've been preparing that all week. Oh, nice all week, one. you Nice one. <laughs> no, no. What does that yeah. make you? I'm, I'm Jesus. You Jesus. Oh, you're Jesus. <laughs> no, no kind headed. No, no, I think no. Jesus is, is a bit more apt. He's a bit more apt. Right, yeah, it's a festive podcast tonight because obviously we've got football, but then I, I'm taking it that we're going to be having some some alcohol. You're all drinking? Aye. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, so alcohol and football banter is on the agenda. Charity Bet is going to mention, oh, well, Rangers, we need to mention them again, right? But we'll only <sighs> go on about it because even I get bored of talking about that. And we'll make the predictions. We'll talk about the games at the weekend that we've seen. I take it we've all seen the highlights and we're all 100% clued up on the ins and outs of all the games because yep. I know I am. Well, <laughs> right, we'll start with a negative, the charity bet. It was burst. Aye, I can't be blamed for that. Aye, let's talk about how it got burst, though. Stupid, stupid own goal in the 93rd minute or something in the game. Aye, it was harsh. What did we go for? What was the what was the treble? Motherwell and Partick Thistle double. Oh, what? A double. So it was a, the, the Dundee equaliser in injury time, thanks to Conrad Balatoni's stupid foot, trying to block a shot that was going well wide and developed that into his end net. <laughs> these, these football teams have got no consideration. They're basically going to make making... I mean, they're just... They don't even care about charity. I mean, that's really what's happening here. No, I mean, uh, let's, let's face it. The, the official, officials at uh, Wolf, uh, no, Wolf Street, Superman Park, were uh, trying to do us a favour for what I've seen in the highlights. Steady, steady. We'll come on to that. <laughs> Those camera angles were inconclusive, Chris, across the board. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I will come back to that. Who did we have as uh, first scorer, Chris? Because I've forgotten. Uh, Paul McManus of Arbroath. McManus of Arbroath. I, I, have a nagging feel, I have a nagging feeling that we, we sat here last week and said, it'll either be Murray or it'll be uh, McManus. And because Murray had scored first last week, we went for McManus, and then Murray scored first this week again. Aye, that was your thinking, Chris. Aye, aye you so, to blame then. Aye, have to blame. That's, that, that's, just, that's just a frustrating charity bet this week. It's all right, Greg. We're back. We're back. Oh, we're we're back. back. King of Gamblers is back. It's going to be a seven-fold did it this week. Craig will tell you I landed a hefty winner at the weekend, so don't worry. A hefty winner? What was a hefty winner? Oh, it's, well, it's, I, John, I, I, I wouldn't want to embarrass myself with any details, but it must have been about a 12 or 13 to one treble, John. It was in, in the repeat. Aye. Aye. So, uh, Midway through, Greg sent me a message saying that he got too greedy. <laughs> <laughs> I panicked. I panicked when the first two came in. <laughs> oh, did you cash out early? Mm-mm. No, I let it run. I let it run. Oh, I cashed out yesterday in the Liverpool Arsenal game. Ah, uh, about move, five minutes move. to go. I had Arsenal to win, so five minutes oh. to go cashed out. Good move. Uh, and then I could enjoy the the remainder of the game, which was good because I was I was getting a bit too tense. Right, we'll move on to the the games, the Premiership games at the weekend, and we might as well continue on to discuss the St Mirren Motherwell game and how Motherwell fluked it <laughs> after. Uh, right. Did sh- you see that goal? That's the title unstarted. That's the title unstarted. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Right, I've seen, I didn't watch sports scene, but I watched the highlights on the BBC. Right, and the BBC, the quality, it's, it's sure. terrible quality. It's like those dodgy videos Greg used to watch on the internet years ago. <laughs> really, really grainy. <laughs> but on YouTube, they've now got HD. Well, it says it's HD. Looks pretty good to me. I don't know if any of you have watched the YouTube clips, uh, I, I, but they're really good. The, I, I watched the highlights and, well, the highlights, I watched the, the footage and I think it must have been must have been maybe Sunday tea time it's up early and I watched it it was garbage could hardly hardly make a thing it was horrible is that on the BBC? I don't know mate I just, I just got a link a link to something YouTube is the way to go so I watched it on that so the picture quality was good but they didn't discuss the incident not like Sports Scene did so what was Sports Scene saying about the Thompson red card what was their analysis? stick on stick on red card <laughs> you're getting me on no way, stick, stick on red card. I mean, what, there's absolutely no question about it. There's I'm not sure you've seen him coming. I mean, it's one of these. Listen, Brian's had a wee nip at him a couple of minutes before it. A wee bit of a late one on him. 
and uh, people will say, Thompson, yeah, he's not that type of guy, come in to win the ball. If you look at it, he's got his back turned and he's stamping as he's come in to win it. So, uh, straight red card, no complaints, off the park, goodbye. Uh, I didn't see that. I understand where you're coming from about the, the wee O'Brien Nick, but uh, no, I don't. For me, it's it's, it's a yellow most. I don't, I don't think he's seen him. So I, I think if you're getting that, if you're getting that stamping motion, then I, I think it's dangerous, and I think it's 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 borderline. You're 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 walking that. You're walking about a tightrope with that decision. And if you get a referee that doesn't like to look at it, and that is, it's kind of if he'd been facing where the ball was, I might have said, okay, but he's, he's almost got his back turned. When he's stamping into it, which I don't, I don't understand why he would be doing that if he was if he was going to play the ball. Right, so that's why you're not refereeing, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think you should be allowed to referee mother milk games anyway. I that's know. One thing. I know. Straight right. aside, stick on red card. He's almost convinced me it's a red card after that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm not buying it. <laughs> stick to my guns in this one. I, don't, I wouldn't. Have, I'd have picked him. Well, anyway, it was it worked out well for the charity bet. That half the charity bet, and I had money on Motherwell at a single. Yep. Worked then, it well so. for, it, for the for the uh, champions elect for the, <laughs> the league winners elect. So it's kicked off our run to the top of the table. It was the only contentious decision in that game, though. Well, you know, I mean, I, mean, I can't comment on the the the, the goals that Murray wanted because. Sports scene had one replay for the same angle that the main camera was from, and yeah. it never showed in. There's no way we can tell whether that was over the line or not. Nah, need, sorry, need I, more angles. I could tell, Chris, it wasn't over. It's fine. Right, I'll trust you for that. It's fine. Right. <laughs> but for for me, the worst one's the offside because I can't remember who it was. It was running through and goal, but he was he was a good couple of yards onside. The ball got played through to him. He's knocked the ball into the net. Well, I don't think either him or the keeper were really trying as hard as he would have if it hadn't been offside, but it's still knocked it into the net. So, you could right. argue they were denied a, a perfectly good goal. No, you're, you're right with that one. That one was inclusive, you're right. But they're not getting their penalty, because that was a cracking no, tackle by McManus. No chance, no chance. The, the, you look where the ball goes when he's, when he's put his foot and goes straight to last night. It's a good tackle. Although, a, a ridiculous tackle to make at that. Um, Aye, it's part, a... part of the box, if you're asking me, I don't know what McManus is doing. It's a last ditch. Just get in there, maybe I'll get it. Oh, I've got it, good. <laughs> Aye. Aye, but it's, uh, it's good to turn it around, and get three points on the board for the for the new manager. Although it was it probably wasn't the best performance ever, but what a super goal from Motherwell! Nice team yeah. goal, three or four slick passes, and that. and good to see Sutton finally get um, start to get on the score sheet again because he's uh, he really needs to start scoring a wee bit. But I think there's still loads of work to be done for that side. And I think Barraclough, if we watch that on Saturday, they'll probably be. Probably more aware of that than he was after the after the Ross County game a couple of weeks ago. There's there's big changes needed in that side, but it's good to go off to a, a good start for the for the new guy. Has he changed things much in terms of personnel or? Nah, not really. I don't. He's not really got a lot of options, John. There's there's a couple of a couple of younger guys come in. Featured uh, Dom Thomas got um got some time in the park. Uh, we had a couple of injuries as well Saturday. So it's hard to tell whether likes of Vigers never featured, but I think he was probably injured. Uh, so I mean, once the once the squad's back and fully fit, and I think come January it'll be interesting to see what happens because I've got a feeling he's got his eye in maybe two or three, two or three bodies, aye, two or three bodies to come in and maybe bolster the squad a wee bit. And I think there might be one or two at the end of the season that will definitely be getting be getting moved on. There's one or two that don't fit with certainly what it appears to be his ethos of you know lots of energy, lots of commitment, lots of chase, and lots of hard work. So guys like Vigers. Guys like Ainsworth, I think they could be. I think they could be heading in the other direction. But it'll be interesting to see what he does in January, because I think everybody's hoping for a bit of a freshen up of the squad. Certainly help if he plays Sutton regularly, because he he was in and out of the team under McCall, wasn't he? Uh, no, he 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 more or less featured ninety percent of the time. He threw a spell when he got dropped. The problem with Sutton is it's fine playing him, but if you're playing him, you're going to have to get service into him, and that's Aye. that's not been happening this season. So he's been he's been on the side. And the way we've been playing just isn't really suited. John Sutton being on that side, it reminded me a bit of his spell at Hearts, where he was, you know, he was running up and down, but he was getting very little in the way of chances. So if we're going to play him, that's that's great because I think he's I think he's a guy that'll get you, you know, 15 goals a season. But you've you've got to play in a style that suits his game, and, and up to this point we've not really been doing it. So I would hope he would he would maybe start to see a few more opportunities drop his way. We want to move on to the St Johnson and Varnes game. And really? specifically, the dive for the penalty. Oh, aye, it's a blatant dive. Has the compliance officer got him with that one yet? 
Or about oh, it's as it's usual, wait it's till Christmas. It's Christmas. You can't even have any compliance <laughs> officers oh, working, no, at, working at Christmas. It'll be decided next year. Woeful My Dave. God. Woeful, woeful Dave. Oh, oh, Dave before he reached him. Aye. But apart from that, it was a good result for St. Johnson because Inverness were going good guns, but now they're not a wee bit of a dip. Aye, Thistle knocked them off their stride to start with, and now Another defeat for Inverness in the road this time. St. Johnson seem to be getting pretty good at picking up these narrow wins, though. They're, I think they're in good form, aren't they? Is that yeah. six games unbeaten in the league? Something like that, eh? I think. Ah, it's it's good. In the top, top six, though. Maybe top seven. Six. Maybe the last seven games unbeaten in the league. There we go. Uh, five wins out of the last seven. And that's same without and McFadden as well. I think he had a hamstring injury. I don't know how serious it is. I think it's O'Halloran. and he seems to be one that's kind of... Oh, he's fast. Kind of doing well. But yeah. they're still... They're still, quite, they're still reasonably solid defensively, St. Johnson. The only problem is this season they've not been scoring much because obviously they're missing the goals at May. But in terms of if, you're, if your defence is half decent, then you'll be all right. And that's the thing. St. Johnson's defence is still... They've been playing together for, what, maybe about the last three, four seasons. And that, that's probably showing. Yeah. And they're missing McLean as well, aren't they? He's injured. He's Aye. until the new mm-hmm. year sometime. Aye, just a wee bit was, of bad luck. It was McLean that was a problem when they lost him as well, but... Yeah, I mean, you look at the results, it's like 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 2-1. It's all, it's all narrow wins, apart from the, the League Cup quarter-final, obviously. When they, I think it was the last time they lost, actually. Still got, is it Murray Davidson, is he back yet? Uh, he's been playing this season. I don't know if he played at the weekend there. But, aye. Right. Other games, we touched on the, the Dundee, the, the stupid own goal for, for no reason at all. <laughs> Hamilton beating Ross County. How did Ross County not score in that game? The highlights I seen they were they were shooting lost. They were just... <laughs> so there were there was some wonderful moves for Ross County, but it was just the finishing was was lucky to stay in the stand. Whenever I mean they hit the target. If, if Ross County could get a couple of boys up front that could stick their chances away, they wouldn't be sitting where they are in the league. They gave us a, a torrid time uh, last Saturday and they were they were really lucky not to win that game. So they're definitely creating the chances. It just seems to be the guys they've got up front are they are they converting them for some reason. I'd say with the bottom three there, I'd say Motherwell are probably the, the worst I've seen in the last few weeks anyway. Yeah, thank you. Motherwell are the worst for seven. <laughs> Third bottom. Surely St. Mirren. Apart from the wee start against us last week, the St. Mirren have been ranked. Right. St. Mirren Six games, lost in a row. Even St. Mirren have taken a place as Ross County. I said Ross County are the worst team in the league early in the season, but St. Mirren, man, awful. And I don't know how, in terms of Stephen Thompson, him being out, missing a good part of the season, he's getting and older, injuries are going to become more. If St Mirren don't do something in Jan Day, and they could be away. Aye, and they'll be suspended, Stephen Thompson. Aye. Yep. Unless because, St Mirren appeal that, which I don't know if they are or not. Because there's no, no one else shown sign of even getting a goal. And I think as well with them, there's been there's not really been much talk about anyone taking over, has there? I've not heard anything. Gary's got... And it's not like it's been said that Gary Teal's got a job at the end of the season or anything like that. So, I mean, what are they doing? What are they waiting for? Well, money, isn't it? Money's a, a big issue for, for a lot of these clubs, and especially with Christmas coming up. They've got Christmas presents to buy for the, their kids and so on out the the, the club's kitty, so they can't afford managers. You could just um, follow suit for some other clubs and just cancel the staff Christmas party, save a few, Bob. That's a sensible move. Just give the assistant the job until the end of the season and then possibly beyond. Well, you probably need to be cancelling this when you're going to be paying two managers. <laughs> I don't know what you're on about here. You've Aye, lost me. Lost you. Aye. Now, move on to the Aberdeen oh, game. Oh, Aberdeen. There we go. Aye. So I take it you're pleased with that. Another Aye, win. Bobby. Another win. Another clean sheet. Peter Pollock on the score sheet. And then more good news tonight. Adam Rooney. Has extended his contract. Niall McGinn's extended his contract. Lauren Shankland, he's extended his contract. He's got other stuff to watch out for. And then one of our young defenders, Scott McKenna. So, things going well. It's just a shame that we never started the season that well. Uh, and also as well, the game against St Mirren early in the season. Whereby we were 2-0 up and then ended up drawing 2 over them. Otherwise, we'd be sitting tidy maybe at the top of the league. So, what's happening with McInnes and Goodwillie? Oh, it's that's just... finger-pointing. I don't mind that, to be honest. Goodwillie, I think he's... At the moment, I think he's maybe struggling for a goal. He, by from what I seen in the highlights, he was quite dangerous. He kind of links the play up well in terms of up front. He's just annoyed to go off. I, I, probably it's not the right place to do it, but you know, I don't think you can get too annoyed about a player being annoyed at getting subbed. 
that's one of these things will be dealt with. McInnes is the boss, and that's it. End of. I think McInnes even said that himself, but I don't see that as a big deal. Yeah, I, was... I like I like seeing that. I love seeing that uh, thing in the sidelines. I think uh, um, I think it proves that both both your players and your managers are, 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 are you know are keen. They're not just yeah. they're not just taking. They're not just loving off the part and sitting in the dressing. I like the fact that. Because <clears throat> well, he's gone there. We go. Like the fact, McKenna says they go back. It means they care about it. Do you know what I mean? I've got exactly. no problem with seeing that at all. See, there's a fine exactly. line, fine line, Greg. Because you want players to to care and you you want them to to come off frustrated, but it's a fine line because the last thing you want is for them to disobey orders. And if they get too too heated like that, there is a chance that they quite simply say, "No, I'm I'm not doing that." I've I've seen games where particularly where uh, wingers. Maybe asked to switch sides or, or, or to track back, and and they're, they're quite simply just say no. And I I don't want to see that. I want the boss to be the boss. Yeah, it's a boss. McInnes is a boss. I mean that's. See, I uh, was well, a, if I he was the boss, then he wouldn't be getting any lip. I bet still players are pitch on me all over that. I wouldn't be surprised exactly. if during the week McInnes will probably add a word with Goodwillie today and said, look, see if you were that annoyed to be subbed. See on Sunday against Inverness, show me that you shouldn't have been subbed. And he'll get a reaction out good, Willie, I think. And I think it could, it could end up being fine. Ah, he, was, he was in sports scene last night praising good, Willie, after the game. So it's clearly no anything that's going, to, that's going to go on beyond a couple of words in the, in the touchline. But I, just as a, as a spectator, I mean, I like seeing that. I like seeing a bit of argy-bargy in the dugout and managers, you know, hauling players off. Like John says, some of these guys are prima donnas. And they need to be taken down a peg a couple of times. And there's, there's no better way to do that than to sub them. I remember, uh, remember Tommy McLean subbing uh, Alec Toasty Burns on at Race Rovers years ago and he played about 10 minutes and obviously he wasn't doing what he wanted him to do so he subbed him straight back off again and gave him a flame as ear as he's in the work the tunnel and it's brilliant that, I, I remember that day as clear as, as, clear as day because it was worth that trip to Blooming Kirkcaldy and whatever it cost me to get in just to watch wee Tommy sub him off after 10 minutes again superb well see a manager getting annoyed at the player that's fine but it's just, it's just the other way oh, that, that only, hey that only works one way trust me only works <laughs> one way I think the weird thing about the Goodwill I one was from what sports scene showed, he almost had his head down and just wanted to sit down. And Aye. yet McInnes was having a go at him. So I can only get I can only assume it was for something that he'd said previously having his head down went to sit down in the bed. I hope McInnes went to give him a wee kind of pat in the back and a wee handshake and Goodwill was obviously just annoyed at going off, but I got no big deal. Goodwill will go out on Sunday and score a, score a winner against Inverness. That's no what will happen. But again, Aberdeen got seven clean sheets out of the last ten games. That's what I think since we've changed, I think we've kind of gone a bit more tight. There was a wee kind of spell in the season whereby maybe we're being trying to be a wee bit too expansive, but we're probably at our best when we try and we just concentrate on defending first and then. Boring's the words are for John. No boring as such, but aye, we're certainly we're not as open as we were in the season. I think the game against Hamilton, uh, that was the, the kind of turning point where McInnes went right, we need to maybe go back to basics and be a bit kind of tighter and do what we did last year because last year that, and even for the last couple of seasons we've been quite strong defensively and we've gone back to that and the defence is sort of change of keeper as well don't know if that's been a big impact because to be honest when you're looking at Aberdeen games recently we're no conceding a lot of chances um, in terms of that so but things are going good no goals conceded this month as well so if we do that against Inverness a whole month will conceding as well well that's not bad <laughs> I think the, the biggest problem for you is the fact that the last three games you've conceded, you've lost. Because you lost to Dundee in the Cup, lost to Celtic in the league, and lost to Hamilton. There is that, but if we don't, con- if we don't concede, then we're all right. If you, that's the thing, if you don't concede, you're, you're going to take some of the... 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 You're going to Going out with no, no, with, I don't actually. St. 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 Drawn, St. One, one game this season in the league, yeah. drawn, and that that was a, a daft draw because we should have won that game. And the only other I can see this season at all was against uh, Groningen. Aye, aye. Uh, yeah, I was at that game, aye. And of course, he beat them away. So yep. So I think it's pretty positive. But just see what happens in January. And I was going to mention the, the kind of forum said about. No, Celtic's still probably going to win it and all that, but there is still that kind of uncertainty about Delia, I think, in terms of the signings haven't exactly been that inspiring, with the exception of Goodetti. Uh, one of the boys in the forum made a good point. Who's to say that likes of Van Dyke and maybe others might go in January? 
Oh, yeah, I think honest. there's a lot of people would want to to accept an offer for a player like uh, Van Dijk. But you know that you've commented. Yep. Uh, Utter imposter. Yeah. Like, we got European Van Dijk against London United. See, any time we've played in Europe, at any point since Van Dijk's been with us, he's been absolutely anonymous at worst, or at best, and rubbish at best, at worst. See, I like, you know what I like about him? How he goes a wee wonder. I, I'm, I wouldn't be a good manager because I just pick players that entertain me and see a defender that goes a wee wonder. And I've seen him park himself at the edge of the box. That's what I like. I, I want That's a right. bit of excitement. Yeah. I think Celtic defenders well, are like a, a wee wonder. As a neutral, problem, I want that. Right? If it's my own the, player, I don't. The, the, pro- don't. The, the problem I have with Van Dijk is he strikes me as being more a midfielder. But the, ultimately, when he plays centre-half, he has this really nasty habit of switching off. And if you look at both goals that done the United squad uh, at the weekend, uh, now, obviously, Effie Ambrose is getting the blame for the first one. But I think it was a bit harsh, but I'll come back to that. But for both goals, Van Dijk just seems to be wandering aimlessly around the box. He's not marking anybody, but he's not really shutting anybody down either. Mm-hmm. So I think that's and just he, a, a sign that he just doesn't want to be there anymore. Aye, there's maybe a question. He, he's, got the ta- he's got the talent. He has got the, the talent. When he puts his mind to it, aye, aye. But he has done that throughout his entire time at Celtic. It's not just the last few months. He did it under Lennon as well. He'd have wee moments where he'd just switch off, especially in Europe where it was more noticeable. So I didn't Probably see the game on Sunday there, Chris, but how was it? Was it, it, was well really United, good, it was a really good game and Dundee United gave us uh, a good battle. They, I mean, Celtic were all over them for long spells, but I mean, Dundee United took their chances when they came. Uh, the, the, Dundee United defended pretty well. We certainly sort of made a run for our own back half the time. But um, no, it was, it was entertaining, certainly. I, I, I'm loath to criticise Celtic, really, because for most of it, what they were doing was the right thing to be doing but it was individual errors that cost us in the game uh, and with the first goal we had Johansson losing the ball halfway up the park which took Izagiri out of it Van Dijk went for a wonder the the pass that uh, Ambrose was going to cut out deflected off Beaton and actually wrong-footed Ambrose and it felt a chief to put the one in it so that was the first goal which was I mean there's a lot of people who criticised Ambrose for the the, the fresh air uh, clearance but no, for I, me no, it was I... I, I, for, I, it's still not great from Ambrose's perspective, but for me, I, the, the deflection, the more it took me about four or five replays to see how exactly what had happened, but the deflection took it behind him, so it wrong footed him. I think Trifty got a bit too much space to finish. That, if anything, that's what I would criticise Ambrose for. It's after Chiefji gets the ball, Ambrose just you know, he almost stands behind him and lets him take the shot. I don't think there's much Craig Gordon can do about it, but certainly Ambrose should have put more, a bit more pressure on him. Maybe Ambrose was worried about conceding a penalty and getting sent off. I think Celtic just need a, an old-fashioned centre-back. Like Bobo Valdi. Need a Bobo Valdi just now. Because you've got Ambrose and Van Dijk who both want to be playing centre-forward. Yeah. Or, or attacking playmaker. Even <laughs> even Denier. Anything I've seen Denier play, he looks like he wants to be playing attacking midfield. I like well. the look of Denier, but again, I think he's he's young and prone to mistakes. He needs, a, he needs an older head next to him, I think, to keep him right. But, I mean, I've seen people criticising playing Ambrose. It's like, what's Dyla meant to do? We don't have anybody else to play at centre-back at the moment. We've got Ambrose, who's a bomb scare. We've got Van Dijk, who's mind, who's mind wanders. We've got uh, Mulgrew, who hasn't played centre-back for a couple of years now. And I'm not sure he can play centre-back in, uh, to any great de- uh, degree these I days never, anyway. I never but rated I, him there, Chris, but then he did win, was it player of the season, while playing at centre-half. Aye, he played along. Was that so? Somebody thinks he's good. Aye, he seemed he seemed to do alright alongside Mistorovich, which is odd because Mistorovich was an odd bomb skill. Mistorovich was maybe your old fashioned defender. Aye, he was so, close to so, so could eat alongside him. So that's all right, that kind of partnership. But yeah. that's what I think. I, th- I just think at the moment Celtic, okay. I but prior to uh, the game at the weekend, they've been a good runner form, but there's, there's not much. Really, that impress you about the Celtic side just now? See, I still, think we're, I still think we're a good run of form. I just think, I mean, we've seen it not just on Sunday there, but we've seen it over the last few games. Putting the ball in the net is a problem. We're creating plenty of chances. And I thought on, on Sunday there, uh, there was a lot of good work by Izagiri and Stokes down the left, but there was nobody in the middle to put the ball in the net after they'd done it. Forrest, on the other hand, seemed to have plenty of bodies in the middle, but couldn't uh, find a, a decent delivery all, all game. So, I, 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 there's certainly makings of a good Celtic team there, and I hate to coin the phrase because I've heard it in like, Super Scoreboard a few times, but somebody's going to get a batter in one week. I we actually I mean, that, do hit the net. 
That's always a danger though with Celtic, but do you not think maybe at times Dylan maybe needs to go right, let's have Gudetti and Griffiths up front, something a wee bit different, as opposed to persevering with the same kind of thing? He I seems quite happy so. with Griffiths coming off the bench, from what I heard after the uh, game. That, that would, it's working as well. Yeah, that, that would be the one thing I would have to say now, is that I think Griffiths, having played for the development squad through the week, uh, and scored there, and then come off the bench for 15 minutes, hit the post after scoring uh, the only goal that we did get. So uh, I think he's, he's probably earned the, the right to be playing in the, the next match, because Gadetti was anonymous. Stokes plays out wide, and I don't see any reason why you couldn't play him and uh, Griffiths. I think the only other person that's going to really challenge is Griffiths for that uh, sort of one up front spot after this week is Shepovic. And that's only because he, he was unlucky and it was flagged offside when he clearly wasn't. What's happening with, with Castle? He seems to play in Europe, but doesn't he play oh, he's in, in Scotland? Is he mince? Is he? Oh, well. I don't see what he's bringing. And to be honest, of the people we've loaned in, uh, Denier's probably the best one. Gadetti, Gadetti's went through a wee spell where he's been pretty good. When he, he's been pretty good, they've been scoring crucial goals for us. But he, he, he took a while to get going to start with, and he seems to have dropped back to that again now. So I'm not going to say don't sign him because I still think he's probably the best striker we've got. But um, he, he's needing a bit. Of, he's needing to regain his form, and I think it's the same with all strikers. They all play with confidence. So maybe if he gets another goal, then his confidence will shoot back up again because that's what seems to start him off the first thing. Aye, so Dundee United, they're getting uh, talked about for, for title challenging, but uh, McNamara seemed to be uh, fairly down to earth about his comments after the game. See, that, they do this all the time in Scott. Why? Why are you so negative about this? And Celtic are clearly a team that are beatable It's uh, on your day. Dundee United just done it. So why do they always say, oh no, title challenge is, is, is yeah. no, we can't be talking about that. See, if they're dropping points, Dundee United and Aberdeen might be four points behind them at the moment, but they can close that. I, I agree with you, Chris. I think it's a, it's almost like a, a sort of attitude problem in this country. Yeah. There's, nobody's prepared to come out and say, do you know what? Let's go and have a crack here. We're only whatever, four points off or whatever. Let's go and win the league. There you've got Dafty and Barraclough saying, Motherwell are going to win the league in our third bottom. <laughs> Maybe we need to get Ian Barraclough or Ian Barraclough's in the game. Say, huh? And to be fair to him, I mean, a lot, a lot has been made of this headline and he never said we're going to win the league. He said, well, why not? Why don't you start the season with the aim that you're going to win the league? Because at the end of the day, if you send your side out every single game to win that game, which you should be doing, you're going to win the league. So that should Aye. be everybody's aim. Yeah. But I think in this country, there's too many people sort of downplaying, you know, possibilities, and they don't want to get the hype, they don't want to get the headlines. But like said, Dundee United and Aberdeen, especially come, but certainly for Aberdeen, especially come January, if they could bolster that squad by a couple of good signings, there's no reason why they can't go and have a, a real good crack for the last, you know, last half of the season. I got a fair bit of flack at the start of the season when I said, all it takes a wee bit of strengthening from us, period uncertainty at Celtic, that we could maybe have a wee challenge. Thought we're like, no chance, no chance. I was like, well, why? The Celtic side just, it's not a great side. It's an all right side. And I think we strengthened in the summer in terms of having a partnership now with Goodwillie. We've got players, I mean, Goodwillie, Rooney, Hayes, McGinn, Pollock. We've got actually options. I mean, just now we're actually struggling with injuries and still we're actually in our best run of form since we lost uh, Willow Flood. Uh, still without Anderson, players that have come in and done well. See, in January, to be honest, like maybe. Take a wee gamble, get a couple of players in that can shred in the side again. Not the not the squad, but the actual first team. Have a go. Yeah, I think the manager is important here because he needs to look at if we're looking at sides like Dundee United and Aberdeen. Anyone out with Celtic, it's been years, possibly even decades, since they've put in a, a serious challenge. And I think the manager's job is really just to to downplay it because he needs to keep the players grounded because Definitely the players public. are there because. They're, they're, they're there fighting as underdogs right now and one of the things they, they're not used to this they're not used to if they do go into a, a title chance they're not used to it and they could buckle under the pressure whereas Celtic's tried and tested I know they do have a lot of new faces but generally uh, they've, they've been across the finishing line so I think the manager should be doing that I think uh, Mourinho does it brilliantly at Chelsea Mourinho was it last season uh, he was downplaying it this is, I've seen him uh, lead the, the league and still say no 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 Man City are, are favourites Man City are favourites I think there's some mind games in there and I think it's it's good for these teams I don't think it's as negative as Greg says uh, saying that they're not going to win the league they, they may think I, it but I, I think just, it's the public yeah, thing to do I, and I, say I, I, 
I just think I just think it gives players an excuse though. Aye. It gives players an excuse because if you get if you, you cross that line and get every you should get it to win that game. You shouldn't mm-hmm. be getting saying, Oh, I hope we don't get battered off Celtic here. You should be getting saying, Well, do you know what? Let's go and have a crack, let's go and have a go. And I think if you if you give certain players that excuse of being like it was like more than the last few seasons in, in finishing second. I mean it was great finishing second and everybody took applauds for that, but I think there was also this idea of we've done far better than we should be doing. Which is possibly true, but I think when you get that mindset, then you're kind of you're almost kind of accepting the fact that you're not going to be quite good enough. You're not going to be just good enough to go and win those final few games. And I think that's I think that's sometimes the difference. And although let, let's be honest here, there is because of the, the gulf between Celtic and everything else, it's always going to be unlikely. But I think it would just be better for the game if we had more people talking up the possibilities of doing it. Because I think even Celtic would really start. I mean, I think they would quite like fucking out and saying, we're going to come and have a right go. We're going to come to Parkhead and we're going to have a go next week. Because I think it gives them that wee boost as well that they sometimes they sometimes don't get either. Because a lot of sides are saying, oh, no, you know, no chance. We can't compete with Celtic. They've won the league. I don't think it breeds the right, I think it breeds the right environment for, for, for playing football. Do you know one thing, though, this season that's a bit different? I mean, obviously, last season, what, Celtic lost one game in the league last season. Didn't they? They've lost three already, but you've got five teams. You've got four teams that are just sits within six points of Celtic, and mm-hmm. all those teams are capable of taking points off Celtic as well. Yeah, well, Celtic already have Hamilton, have Inverness, have we're the only ones that haven't. We've lo- uh, we've not taken points off them. But in terms of that, the, the the problem with that is that that almost goes against what I, what my I tend to believe is the way they put a proper title challenge together. It, the problem for me, and this goes back to even when Celtic Rangers were in the, the, the league together, it was it wasn't the fact that these teams were capable of beating Celtic Rangers. They all were. They were all, on their day. Anybody could beat Celtic or Rangers. There was always a twofold problem of they played Celtic and Rangers four times a season, so you were you were almost at the start of the season writing off twelve points against each of them. So that was twenty four points you were writing off before the ball was kicked. Anything you got out of that was a bonus. But even after, even without that, the problem has always been. It's all very good and well that you play Celtic Rangers, but you've got to play the other teams in the league as well. And nobody was ever able to put a consistent run of games against the other teams in the league. Yep. They would always Hearts. drop silly points away to... Like, Hearts is a perfect example. Aye. Anything they've put together, some kind of title challenge, they were capable of beating Celtic and Rangers, but they dropped silly points at the other teams, which is something Celtic and Rangers just don't do that often. Yep. Now, I mean, you're right what you say, Celtic, this season, and in fact, even a couple of seasons ago, they were dropping the points. They were dropping points after after European games, especially, and nobody could put a, a decent run together to uh, give them a challenge. So that when Europe finished for Celtic that season, they just ran away with it. There was a there was a period two seasons ago where Celtic went. They were it took them to about November to get to the top of the league, and only then did they start. Like, even then, they were kind of hanging on to it because other teams around them were dropping points, and then they hit December, and they went on a little run through Christmas and ended up. About, Ten points clear, no bother, because Europe was finally out of the way. They probably will. And, that's the thing. Just now, they probably will kick on until Europe starts again. Possibly, but then this was the first. This, this was the first week since July that Celtic had been uh, in training all week. They hadn't had a midweek game. Aye. So this is this to me is the first week. Well, they, they should have been picking up from the the post European games, and they haven't won. In fact, if anything, we put in a European performance. <laughs> well, folk will need to be impressed in, in Saturday anyway for the big, the big Glasgow derbies coming up. So we need to impress for that. Ah, it's, it's that time of year, isn't it? Uh, Party Christmas tassel. is always special. Christmas and New Year is always special for football. Uh, and there's, a lot of players are starting to complain about it coming into the, more so in the English league, coming in and saying, oh, what's going on here, all these games. But, but I love it, especially since I'm off work. Ah, they'd be better off a job in IT, these footballers. They'd have Christmas off. And New Year, and the week after. Funnily <laughs> enough, we'll, we'll just gloss over my holidays. But uh, funnily enough, this actually seems like quite a quiet uh, festive period for Scottish football because uh, it's well, almost Christmas has fallen on what, uh, the weekend. The weather's but, been um, There's been the, no called off yeah. games because of the weather really in the top league. Yeah. So all, all we've got is the Saturday, this Saturday, uh, the 27th, the game's coming up, and then there's the games on the, the 1st of January, or the, I think they're going to the 2nd of January maybe. Just, no, first of yeah, the no, no, first, aye, it's um, Edinburgh Derby's the, the one that's picked up by the telly. Dundee, and then Dundee, Dundee as well. Or th- there is there's the Sunday fixtures as well on the 4th of January, so or, for, or, or the Monday fixture, the 5th of January. But 
Aye. Yeah, I mean, there's only three games. That there was, uh, my memory of like, Christmas period is you get uh, four games in the space of like, 10 days. <laughs> but but yeah. nice if Dundee United, uh, as well as us, can I think, go, continue to go and have a good run of form and at least maybe make it a bit more interesting until maybe, like, I don't know, April, March, April. Maybe, yeah. as, as opposed to being finished early. And even for the Celtic, it will help Celtic as well probably in terms of crowds. See if they were to have a bit of a challenge. We need to go and in terms of that, it's good as well for Scottish football. I mean, who even hate even saying it, but if Rangers ever get back in the league and they had the uh, challenge for the league, even a two horse race is boring. Want something something a wee bit different? And exactly. I mean, that, that, did you hate about that, John? You just How many did you hate say this? What's that? What bit did you hate? Rangers back in the well, top I, tier. That'd be no, great. <laughs> no, maybe for crowds and all that. Right? I'm not. I'm not saying that in terms of that, but just. I mean, for how long? Since the 90s, the last time that a team outside Rangers and Celtic have won the top league. I mean, and folks say, oh, most leagues in Europe across the world are dominated by a couple of teams. Look at other countries. It's okay, maybe there is, there is teams, but there is. I mean, the likes are sometimes in Germany. Folks say, oh, Bayern, Bayern have won it for years and all that. There's no... You've been like to Stuttgart, Kaiserslautern, Dortmund. Yeah. Uh, have a good few teams. Even look at England. Okay, Man U dominated for a long time. You've had Chelsea. You've had Arsenal. Man City. Spain, okay, again, Real Madrid, Barca. You've had the likes of Atletico Madrid, Valencia, even if it is maybe the last 20 years, you've still had other teams yeah, putting that, in, that's putting in challenges and actually doing something. The, 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 there might be a couple of teams that challenge for the title every season, but that changes over time. I mean, if you Aye. look back 10 years at Celtic Rangers, you look back 20 years at still Celtic Rangers, you look back 30 years, finally we get to Celtic Dun United Aberdeen, far enough. It's the top yeah. three that are, uh, in the league now. But if you go back 40 years, you're back to Celtic Rangers again. <laughs> it's, it's been Celtic Rangers for, for ages. And it, and it can't... It's, only, the it's, because... only, it's, it's only since the money came in that it's got even, even worse. Worse, aye, definitely. But, but yeah, in, it's... In terms of our league going back to basics now, see in terms of now that we... All the clubs apart from Celtic, even Celtic struggle to adapt players now, but teams that haven't go back to basics playing their own homegrown players and actually realising, here, wait a minute, our homegrown players are actually just as good as these average foreigners that were coming in mm-hmm. in the 90s. I mean, the 90s, when it, the TV money was stupid, I mean, there was players coming in that were... I mean, they were all right. There was some that were really good. I mean, you there was likes of... I mean, at times, we had Hans Hills playing for us, who was playing in, like, big tournaments for Holland. But then you also had players that were fairly average in terms of just... They, they weren't any better than players that we had coming through the youth ranks or even any of the clubs. Whereas now, most... If you look at a lot of the clubs now, the ones that are actually doing well are the likes of Aberdeen, Dundee United, Hamilton, that are putting a wee bit of faith in their youth. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but it's, good, it's good to see because, I mean, the, for me, the football that's getting played in Scotland at the moment is miles better than what it used to be even 10 years ago. Yeah, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the hoofball we used to get. Or the, the bunch of foreigners. Well, speak for yourself, Chris. I see football every second week. I was going to say, there is still one team in Scotland who seem to be loving in the past. <laughs> but we've spoken about this in the past in the podcast, and I think we've all... Everyone says it. See, in terms of if you've got a few young players on your side, you're more willing for them to make mistakes. You know, whereas yeah. if it's... And I think everyone wants to see local, homegrown players do well. It'll, it'll get better crowds as well, and it's more entertaining as well, seeing young players. And young players don't have the, the same fear factor. They just want to go play football and win. They don't care about names. Who cares? Yeah. I wanted to, since we've been discussing uh, the matches at the weekend, I wanted to touch up on the, the Rangers game very, very briefly. I don't want to go into it in too much detail because it was hoofball, as Chris... <laughs> Chris called it aye. Uh, well, I wasn't very good at all. It was a bit of a, a shame what happened to uh, their centre half who scored with a, a header, an on goal header, and then uh, blamed the keeper for no saving it. But that was McCoy's aye. aye. It was a it was a composed finish. Aye, and that was McCoy's last game, which we heard uh, he's now he's now left his own garden leave and Kenny McDill's taking over till the end of the season, which is a, a bizarre move. Who, who does gardening in December, anyway? Did you not steal that off someone else? That's autumn. <laughs> Do that, get that job done in autumn, Craig. Don't leave that no, till winter. I've st- my plum tree's still got some leaves on it. Your, your plum tree? What? Your, plums are, your plums are famous on rat book. Everybody's going to try your plums. Aye. See, my see, problem with the McDowell 
Uh, did he start off as youth coach at Rangers, or was that at Celtic? Was youth coach? He was at Celtic. He was your under twenty one coach. Aye, then so he's he the likes uh, Aidan McGeady and Sean Maloney and that all played under him. So, so he he's got pedigree, right? But he's come to Rangers and the way Rangers are playing with the hoof ball, I just don't see that changing significantly just because he's been uh, stepped up a notch. I'd, I'd just I'd like to see a, a bigger change in the staff, but finances say that that's not going to happen anytime soon. Um Especially with AGM talking about the the state of the finances once again is an issue. There's going to be a share issue. Uh, it's hopefully going to keep things running, but it's just it's a bit of an unknown. Mike Ashley is talking about increasing his stake again. He's yeah. tomorrow. He's yeah. having a wee meeting. As I've said before, I think that uh, it's a bit of an unknown uh, what's going to happen if he does increase his stake and what's going to happen. Uh, but any success for Rangers is, is only going to be because he can make money out of it. So it it's, remains to be seen whether that is what he wants. If Champions League is what's going to make him most money, that's that's what we'll likely see with him at the helm because he's he's ruthless and that's why he's more money than, than all of us put together because mm-hmm. he... Uh, oh, but Greg, so Greg, Greg's got a few quid. Well, I don't want to be unfair on Greg, actually. Listen, listen, I got that treble on at the weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm easily 40 quid up as I was this time last week, so I, I don't have much money this guy's got, but I'm sitting here 40 pound cash rich. Right Aye, now. cash rich, exactly. Cash yeah, rich. And, I've, and I've not told the wife about it either, right? So it's oh, right oh, under oh, the bonnet. Oh dear. I mean, all his money's, but it's probably paper. It's probably even the real money that he's got, Ashley. Hey, Greg, he's a man. Real money. Cash in hand, John. Exactly. Cash in hand, exactly. I'll do business with you. Either that or on your uh, online account. You can't pay my my cheque when you come to talk when you come to talking light for the Talbot games, right? So, whereas you have a cash rich 40 quid, that'll get you a a good day out. In terms of that, 30% Ashley wants. That's what he's he's talking about. He wants to be owning 30% of Rangers. Just under 29.9. 29.9, so he doesn't have to make an offer to all shareholders to buy their shares. That's yep. it's, it's rules. Aye. Aye. Well, f- fair enough. Fair enough. Nobody else is uh, jumping forward with the money. There's plenty of people bumping their gums saying, oh, I could give them money, but I don't want to. I don't want to just. I, 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 believe, put up the money. Uh, I believe somebody at the AGM mentioned Dave King. Uh, well, you got his number and he never phones me. So. Dave King. Aye, that's oh, shyster I've ever Was seen. It Brian Kennedy, is he still getting talked about? He he was actually talked favourably, uh, for what I've seen in the, the AGM. He was one of the men that offered the uh, actually offered a proper loan, but he wanted more security than Ashley did, so that's where we went with Ashley. Uh, is Kennedy involved in our football teams? Is it just rugby still? Is it still sharks? I think it's just rugby, yeah. So potentially could put He was he was only one that remember if you cash your your, your mind back about three years when they first in this mess, he was the only guy that appeared on TV that appeared to be talking any sense because he said at the time he could stabilise the ship but he would get in there and be clearing the decks i.e. he would be launching everybody who was on any sort of decent money he's the only person in the whole saga that's appeared to speak any sort of real sense and didn't come in and promise all these ridiculous things that these other clowns did, he came in and said look we can stabilise it but it's going to need a massive clear out and at least now I mean I don't know what Ashley's intentions are but at least they're now looking towards actually you know, redressing the, the, the problem with the business plan in terms of saying look we're not spending this money anymore which I think has to happen whether Ashley's the right guy or maybe his intentions make no be the best I think he's finally getting around to doing what really should have happened three years ago and that is just saying look we're not paying this money anymore Yeah but I think Lambias is is the kind of guy that that shares Ashley's philosophy, and and that it's money first and people second, and we've heard that with the the Christmas party getting cancelled and laying off people with Christmas just round the corner, and it's harsh. But that's in business. That's how they've made their money. That's how he's mm-hmm. made his cash. That's why you get folk and zero hour contracts at Sports Direct up and down the land. It's 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 ruthless. But if you want to make a couple of bob, it works. It's what's needed at Ibrox as well because at the moment they're just they're, they're just running out of oblivion. But yes, what's very frustrating is when you when you look at the the actual playing cost. It's not that the it's it's not that much. It's not no. that much compared to the the turnover. It's it's elsewhere. It's the it's poor deals. Some of these legacy contracts or something that we're getting yes. mentioned. Yeah. 
Aye, so hopefully that can get sorted out because that can get done without affecting uh, what's on the pitch and hopefully start spending in areas that has to be improved, like the scouting network, or should I say the lack of scouting, that needs to be sorted out, eh, because how can how can we improve if we don't have that? I, I don't know how it worked in, over the last few seasons. Is that just McCoist? And but see, in terms, in terms of that, I mean, there's not decent player, youth players that, I mean, because in, in terms of scouting players, you're, and I think the problem has been for a long, since Rangers went down to the third division, much as They'll say, aye, the turnover for maybe player wages or all that isn't that high. It has been compared to older clubs. And you can say, okay, Rangers have been getting crowds when they're third division of 40,000 and all that kind of thing and stuff like that. But there was that big chance. I mean, it's been spoken about so much. And the third division, to an extent, they did play a few of the young players. I remember likes of Mackay coming in, Aird and the likes of that. And they did well, I think, even the third division played all right football. Mm. But yeah, went to second division, League One, and that seemed to change. They started getting the likes of Dean Shields in, Ian Black, all that kind of thing, whereby, okay, players that were good and decent SPL players, but at the same time, Murray Park, ha- has it really worked out just now? It has maybe worked in the past with the likes of Hutton, Charlie Adam, the likes of that, but just now... Well, it's not worked out for Rangers. Not really sure. seen much it's, of it. We're seeing there's, there's talent getting uh, spattered about uh, Scotland, but it's definitely not helping out Rangers. Because you've got Telfer, you've got... You mentioned Mackay there. That's a crazy one, Telfer. Uh, I mean, Telfer's a prime example. Mm-hmm. I mean, how was... How, how, why was McCoy's not playing him? And yet now he's at Dundee United and doing yes. great. I think, I mean, yeah, I think many fans would agree one. with that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a really bizarre one. Mackay did well in the third division. And I think as well, I've seen yeah. someone... Is it Queen of the South in loan or is it Queen of the South? He's, on, he's been on loan right? for the last couple of years. Uh, he's a, a good player. Uh, he's a, a winger who likes to cut inside, which I, I really like. I think he's uh, like the two footed also... as well. If I remember when I seen him playing originally in McLeod, everyone's saying great attacking midfielder, looks brilliant, and yet played out wide, playing under wings. Yes. Yeah, this might all like... change now. McCoist is is gone. It might change. Uh, I think it's unlikely that McDowell's got this big master plan because surely some of his ideas would have went via McCoist. So that's just, I suppose, wait and well, see. And if we could probably have the same conversation again next week because things won't really move on, things won't really change. There'll still be a lot of question marks over the finances, uh, the, the AGM fallout will continue, no doubt. And I'll be I'll be on moaning about the, the latest <laughs> hoofball that, I've, that I'm seeing. I'm interested it's, to see what happens, if anything, with this uh, informal meeting with the SFA tomorrow that was mentioned. Yes, I think there's a lot of misinformation out there because a, a lot of people are, are saying, oh, Ashley's not allowed to have more than uh, 10%. That's it. There's a 10% ceiling. That's yeah. the end of story. Aye, now? No. Yes, now. <laughs> exactly. Now, you can go talk to the SFA and go, any chance I can increase that to 30 and the SFA can go, all right. Yep, the SFA could <laughs> say you can own 100% if yeah. they want. He could own 100% of Rangers, 100% in Newcastle. That's fine. UEFA don't really care until the two sides reach Europe, Europe European yeah. competition yeah, and I mean, then if they do Ashley's still trying to sell Newcastle anyway his problem is he yeah. can't sell Newcastle right. if they reach European competition there's rules in place it's not a case of Ashley getting fined or anything there's rules in place that says team A gets in or team B gets in it's the Champions League over Europa League and then it's coefficient gets in first it's, it's not it's not that big an issue the SFA need to discuss it with them because they originally said you can, you're allowed 10% that's all it is. Discussion. Aye, listen, listen, Ashley holds the he holds a power here. If he turns up tomorrow and says, look, either give me thirty percent or twenty nine percent or I pull my funding and I walk away for the whole thing, the SFA are never gonna let that happen. They've got, responsibility. They just, they They've got a responsibility to try and maintain a, a, a reasonably level ship on the oh. on, in terms Aye. of the game. And I think as a result of that they will probably be more Likely to bend the rules, or not even bend the rules, but it's, more likely to, not, to yeah. tick that box to say, look, we can't afford not to have a club of that size you know, competing again at the high level of Scottish football. Yeah, like, like, this is, like, this is a guy that wants to invest in Scottish football. Yeah. So are the SFA going to say, there's no, there's no, no, there's no money. There's not many of them, is there? There's no many of them kicking about. Unless you're at Air United just now. Air United, big plan for oh. them. <laughs> that, you know what that reminds me? Mind that guy who took uh, Gretna? What was his name? Aye. Mills Brooks Wilson. Brooks Wilson. Aye. Aye. I, I, I ended well. Aye. 
it did. We uh, threw money at a tiny wee team and early United are maybe a bit bigger than Gretna, but still, there's no uh, forty-five million pound team. You need to run them within the uh, means. Throwing money yes. at it, it's no other solution. That's or, that's been proven over the last ten, twenty years. Or build for the future, like what uh, I don't know if you've seen Man City. What they've done, obviously, they've thrown a lot of money at the the first team, but oh. then you look at their new training complex. It's out of this world. Uh, you nice. can build. You can build a training complex here uh, to be what the most shiny looking thing on the planet. See if there's nothing coming out here. Who cares? Aye, aye, that's the money, aye. You know that because Murray Park. That was that's a great facility. What well, comes there's out been of that? Very well. Very well. Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There was an interesting thing with Mourinho a few weeks ago, and he was saying, "Look, unless this Chelsea academy starts producing top class players, we're just going to shut it. We'll shut it. And we'll buy two players a year with the money we spend in the academy." Aye, the problem, the problem there though uh, with Chelsea is that Abramovich doesn't want the young players really playing. He wants the stars. Exactly. That's been a slight shift. Point. That's been a slight shift. Chelsea haven't spent. Oh, okay, they did spend a lot of money in the summer, but they've maybe no been as crazy as they have been in the past. They're trying to kind of maybe net spend a bit less. Aye. But still, I mean, the chances. I mean, the chances are getting a if, as a youngster getting a game at Chelsea. You have to be. You have to be. Amazing, just unlikely to happen. Yeah, even any of the kind of top four clubs, who is there that's come through the ranks down in England? Arsenal over a few, but even then, then they're getting bought in at mm-hmm. a very young age. Man, you have the likes of Black and kind of these, I don't know how good these players are, but will we move on and do the predictions? Yeah, for the, the Premiership games. Now, I had a look at the Predictions last week, Chris, and we were woeful. Oh, wait, I was just you. Know, I, I don't think I even know what's happening with the, the league. No, the the right. predictor league, I mean, because I don't think I want to know because I've been rotten. Ah, I've been doing well recently. I've been doing well, I think, in terms of the mini league, anyway. I've had a good either. I've had a decent run, but I tell you what, stand out surely before you even do predictions. Dundee at home to St. Mirren, 20 to 23. I think that's a good all bet. Right. And right. Al- also, as well, might be a bit dodgy. Depends where we want to gamble a bit, but Motherwell two to one at home. Dodgy, dodgy, think dodgy. So. Think so. Dodgy. Right, that's a great place. Dodgy for us. Dodgy for the league winners. Certainly so. days, John. Perfect. Two, 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 two to one at home. Oh, I don't know about that. Right, what we'll do, right, is we'll do our predictions and then we'll we'll work out the charity bet after that because I don't think I don't think Motherwell will will jump out as a a sure pick, John. So on the the twenty seventh. Celtic against Ross County. I'm going to go for a home victory, three 0 A three o'clock kickoff for Celtic. This is a novelty. This. Um, I'll say three one. What do you think, John? Oh, is it my turn? Uh, I think it will. I, I think the same as you actually. Three 0 Four nothing. Four nothing to Ross County for Craig. So that could be a possibility. Even minus one Celtic, would that even be that good? Mm. I don't think the odds will be that good. Right, Dundee oh, against St. Mirren. at all, to be honest. I'm going to go 2-1 to Dundee. No, in fact, not 2-0. Thompson's going to be suspended, isn't he? After being wrongly sent yeah. off, Greg. So, you know. Goodbye. What do you think, Chris? Oh, I thought we were, were not mixing up. <laughs> oh, John, wait oh, a minute. Wait a wee... minute. Just because what? it's Christmas doesn't he mean That's you can take do. over hosting. No, no. no this is That's no, what we no. do, we... All right, we'll mix it up, right? All right, mix it up. 2-0. Right, John. 1-0 to Dundee. 2-0 Dundee. 2-0 Dundee. The next game up is Kelly against Hamilton. John. I will go for 1-2. Kowalik 1, Hamilton 2. Chris. 2-0 Hamilton. Craig. (laughs) 1-2. Greg. (laughs) 1 each. You you pick names out of heart here. That's, see, the problem with this is I need to think about it, right? And I can't be thinking about this while I'm also thinking, thinking about it. Thinking when you're prediction. drinking. Thinking <laughs> when you're drinking. We never covered that, by the way. What's everyone drinking? See, I'm, I'm, I was drinking coffee. Coffee. Uh, yes, I'm alcohol-free. <laughs> Christmas podcast and you're drinking coffee, Chris. Oh, I've got coke. Greg, Greg, worry. come on. Just, just come, on. come on, Greg. I'm in the, I'm in, I'm in the whole garden. Whole garden, oh, let's see Ah, you can tell you're cash rich. I'll, I'll probably cash rich. A whole garden. A whole garden is probably a McCoy's joke here somewhere. <laughs> cash rich is on the whole garden. What are you drinking, John? Malbec. Red wine. Malbec. You know, 
I, I would be drinking 10 ounce, but I'm in the half with 10 ounce because I've seen that they sent out a freebie to somebody on Twitter and it didn't, they never sent me a freebie. So I'm a wee bit annoyed with them because I've put in hundreds, possibly even thousands into 10 ounce over the years. <laughs> but they didn't even send me a freebie. They followed me on Twitter though. Oh, what good's that going to do? Yeah, just, just do some blatant digital marketing. <laughs> Mention them a few times on the, on the forum and everything. Get them going. Uh, right, well, I'll, I'll mention them in secret, but last time, remember, they, they, they denied my, my request for a freebie case. <laughs> right, <laughs> I'll ask them again. So the next game up is Motherwell against Partick. Greg? Two each. Chris? Two one Sassel. Oh, well, that's out the window. Uh, no, I, th- I fancy Motherwell will win. I think Motherwell will win 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. I do not think Motherwell are going to win. I think they'll get a draw. 1-1. One, one. St. Johnson against Dundee United should be a tasty game. I'm going to go for two apiece. Chris? I'm going 1-0 St. Johnson. John? 1-0. Greg? 2-0 United. This is for Saturday, and then on the Sunday we've got a 3 o'clock kick-off BT Sport 2 Inverness against Aberdeen. As I mentioned earlier, Inverness are going through a wee bit of a sticky patch, and Aberdeen are boring everyone to death with their narrow victory, so I'm going to go 0 1. John? 1 2. Good while I'll score, brother. Nothing each. Paul Bannon. Nothing each. What? Aberdeen will grind a point out and treat it as a great result. Nothing each. We don't draw games. Greg, Bon, Chris. 2-0 Aberdeen. 2-0 Aberdeen. Right, that's us done for the predictions. Right, what's it brought up? For, uh, for the year, isn't it? That's the last predictions of the year. I'm pretty was it, sure. Was it thus? Did we all predict Dundee to win? We did. We did. Aye. So that's a good price. 20 to 23. Aye. I like that. Right, so throw Dundee in. Right, so we'll done, start. done deal. Start going down the leagues, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Rangers are away to Hibs. We're not touching Rangers. What about Falkirk at home to the 8th, 3 to 4? No. no. <laughs> see, that, see that silence <laughs> there? I was silent. Nobody will notice them at that because the magic button takes silences out. Aye, the magic Tum- button. Tum- I'm going to have to cut that out. There's no tumbleweed when the magic button comes in. That was shocking. That was shocking. That's no, I don't fancy it. Don't fancy it was it a suggestion. All. No. <laughs> oh. uh, I know it's quite nice at home. Uh, is, is that not a half-five kick-off, though, that day? Oh, I don't it know. is. Because we'll be waiting on it. It is. I, I quite like these late kick-offs we're getting like, at BBC Elba. I like BBC Elba. Eh? What about Hearts minus one at Livingston? No. Hearts haven't even scored that many goals recently. And I don't think the odds will be that good, John. Well, it's two to five for the win. Aye, so, I, I reckon they'll win, but I'm not convinced they'll win that many. Uh, right, so... What about Queen of the South? Away to Alloa. 4-5. Aye, maybe. What's um, Airdrie at home here? 5-4, but I mean, I don't think... Airdrie aren't that great shakes anyway. Either. Airdrie are on a wee, good, a wee, wee decent run of uh, picking up wins against teams that just seem to be dropping points. And Air United are in free fall last I seen. Aye. United, aye, they've not been great, but it's one of those that they're probably going to win at some point. Or in fact, Airdrie are ahead of Airdrie, are a point ahead of them. Yeah, I know, but the only thing I think, Airdrie Air have got some sort of reaction. Mark Roberts, can I him going, Air will surely have some sort of reaction at some point and get a point aye. somewhere. That's nah, the only thing. What I think they're both for rubbish. Fourth, what about four for at Peterhead? No, I don't like, I don't like the sound no. of that. What about a broth East Bye, <laughs> oh dear, we're going through every... Let's just go through every game. What about Queen's Park or Broth? I'll be in Rovers away travel. What? What is this madness you speak of? What about Anne and Clyde, both teams to score? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What's that? What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> what? See uh, the odds. What's the odds for over two and a half goals in a Celtic game? <laughs> what? Anyone know? Nope. What about Greg's suggestions? He gave about 10 now. <laughs> Craig, Craig, just put what? it on the Queen announcing that she's going to abdicate in the Queen's speech. <laughs> you get good odds in that. Yeah, to bring that back to Scottish football, see if the Queen was to be replaced by Charlie. Do we Aye. need to then have a new Coronation Cup? 
because the last time the court, uh, there was a coordination before getting the, the throne, there was that four teams for Scotland, four teams for England tournament, the Celtic one. 1953. That's, that's a good point. Do you mean the defender? You're starting to worry about the league challenge. Is that right? <laughs> well, we're 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 going to, what have you got the cups this year? We also need to know uh, exactly uh, who's, who's going who's to take over because the, the Loving Cup. Oh, the Loving Cup. It's going to mention the Loving Cup. Yep. Aye, that's coming. Priorities, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bang YouTube again this year. Who's going to drink it this year? Yeah, by the... Yeah. <laughs> Ross Cashley, I'll be Ross Cashley will have a pint of lager at it. Do you, do you know what could be a first game anyway? Do you know what could be a right bet? Don't know. Can't. Right, what? Uh, Celtic Ross County, both teams to score. No. Three to four. Ross County not a score. No. Ah, that's good. No. No. Well, I've just talked I about Celtic's defence being rubbish. I no, but they're they're rubbish, but they're they're playing Ross County. Talk about how I talk about Ross County can't score. Nah, well, nah, I reckon they will. If we can score anyway, they'll score against us, right? Well, I've, I've, I took three one. This podcast, I but did everyone else not say to nil, one to nil. Four, four nil, three nil, three nil, four nil. One, aye. one in the four of us, one in the four of us watches Celtic every week. Aye. <laughs> and it's Craig because I've asked them over the last few weeks. <laughs> I didn't watch them because I was out Christmas shopping. Oof. Yeah, it's boring. Right, come on. Stranraer are top of the league now. Who are they playing? Let's Aye, Stenhouse, Muir. Get it in Stranraer, 47. <laughs> Stranraer, right. Dundee. Greg, we would have to sort it by now. Stranraer, Dundee, and... Tell your mother about it, 2-1. Right, right. Nice. right. I'm chucking Stranraer in there. Stranraer at 47. You know what oh, else I'm oh, going to chuck we in? Never, we never have bets that or short. Just, that's what's happening, right? Because <laughs> right. none of you are giving me any suggestions, right? What's, what's our broth? Our broth. They're about uh, 75, uh, I think. What about Hamilton? Oh, one yeah, what about Aberdeen? Had. What about Aberdeen? 6-4. to four. But we never had them all. We don't all have them to win. No, and we, we don't. We need to wait, because that's a Sunday game. Aye, right. So we've, we've got Dundee and we've got Strunra, right? But what about how about Hamilton? I just tell you what's... That's £29. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start shouting out teams. Aye. Well, we both say they're both. Aye, our both even money. Uh, East 5. Ah, see, can, that sounds good to me. Can we bet in the juniors? No. Uh, <laughs> right, okay, right. Dundee, Stranraer, and Arbroath. Arbroath? Right. Did Greg tap Arbroath? He's trying Arbroath. to make amends after his comments Aye. about Arbroath. Okay, Arbroath so the. Away to East Fife. See if he's screwing his bet, wait till the comments next week. <laughs> so the, the charity bet, Curtis Emick Bookie, is £10 on Dundee, Stranraer, and Arbroath. And that returns £61.70. Hey, right. That was easy. Fucking that was easy. Now now we've got the more difficult bet, which is first scorer. <laughs> no. Murray. Murray Ambrose. Longworth. Let's just go through every game. Aye, Longworth. Right, I'm going for Longworth as well, because we're picking Stranraer. So. Aye, all right. Go for it. think so? Yeah, but... Aye, we're picking Stranraer. Uh, uh, aye. 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 Right. Come on, it's going to be... This bottle of Right, so right, what are we doing yeah, there? I, I thought Murray, Murray, our He scored the first in the last two games. Murray, our He's on the form. Right. Uh, what about, Clark, about Clarkson? Well, we can't pick, can't can pick, pick SPL, can we? No, we can't. Ah! Can't. Right, i tell you what we're going Craig, to do. Craig, 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 just pick, just pick one. Come on. It's, it's nearly Christmas. Right, Longworth. Good. I'm going with Longworth. <laughs> I knew right. you would. That's first scorer. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, I forgot to mention Hibs are playing Rangers live in the telly box on a Saturday. Sky Sports 1, lunchtime kickoff. That's what I'll be watching. What a baptism of fire for Kenny McDowell then, eh? Oh, aye. Where's, where's that game? 
And the forum. Oh, that must be Easter Road, I know. Easter Road, that is. And the forum hats. That's, that's, that's a return to the, the, the ground of last season's travesty where he's uh, made a complete arse of the Ramses Cup. Was it Ramses Cup last season? Uh, we got to the, the final. The Wraith Rovers, right? The Wraith Rovers at Easter Road. That's the first trip back since. Bad memories, mm. man. Right. Or good memories if you're a Wraith Rovers fan. Ra- Ra- Rangers are only even money in that game. Oof. Hibs are only 2-1. Uh, jings. The way we've lost... We've lost yeah. uh, John. Can we stick him to the charity, mate? He's away. <laughs> <laughs> He's away in the half because we didn't add any. He's <laughs> going. <laughs> right now, I, I think I think that's us covered everything in the podcast because I'm going to have to write up a a wee summary of the podcast, a, a thousand word essay of the, the podcast. Basically, it's just going to be a transcript of everything that we said. <laughs> It's just going to be a diatribe how we picked it, mate. <laughs> I'd get a thousand words just for Greg. Huh? Greg shouting out teams. <laughs> right. <laughs> John's disappeared. Right, well, thanks for coming on for the, the Christmas podcast, despite there not really being wasn't very much festive, Christmas. Was it? No, there wasn't oh, really need, any festive. We need a Christmas song, that's what we need. Oh, see if I could find that Christmas song. Were you singing oh, it? That? Oh my God! Have you watched that song? Right, that's that's probably be... the best thing that's ever happened. That was that was terrible. Right. <laughs> I'll hunt for it. I don't think I'll be able to find it for this time. Eh, for this like tonight, but oh, I'll find shame. it. <laughs> just just imagine the worst thing impossible. That's it. Phones and machines getting ahead of me. <laughs> I'm, I'm more screechy. That's saying so. Right, well, thanks for coming on, and I'll speak to you next week, next Monday, usual time, nine o'clock. Be there. Uh, thanks, thanks for listening. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Aye. eh? Or Merry whatever. Merry Christmas, all. Imagine you choose to follow. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah. That's this week. Well, last week, I think. We it's been then. Uh, well, well, we might still get you in there, because it's like a week long thing. Is it? Uh, I think the presents like for a week. It's great. That sounds all right. Or expensive. Depending on what point of view you're looking at. That sounds better. Right. I'm sure John says thanks for listening as well. <laughs> he didn't. He, he, said, he said he's not interested in folk listening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we just yeah. do this to babble, it's fine. If nobody ever listens to this, I'd still come on and do it. Aye, it's good banter. Right. Well, thanks again and speak next week. All right. Cheers. All right. Bye. Bye.